Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Bombas. Save 20% off your first order when you go to www.getbombas.com slash row. Bombas are so cool. They're carefully knitted and designed for extreme leisure and athletic performance. Anytime you purchase a pair of socks, Bombas donates a pair of socks to someone who's in need of socks. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the show. This is the world of Row Podcast. And introducing your host, standing at 6'5", weighing 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. Hey, 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 everyone. Sit back, relax, and crank up your audio to the highest level. Plug in your headphones, whatever it is, and get in touch because it's now time for World of Row Podcast, or W-O-R. I'm your host. My name is Rowell. I'm a uh, lover of Dos Equis alcohol. I'm a fan of eating California Pizza Kitchen on occasion. I also love eating Snickers. I, why am I talking about food? It's probably because I'm hungry. Anyway, guys, this is my podcast. Welcome. Every Friday, this uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, WorldOfRow.com, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. There's a couple of awesome ways that you can help out if you love my show that much. Uh, to help out, my, yeah, if you love... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and one of them, of course, is going to the Patreon page at Patreon.com slash WorldOfRow. You can donate a dollar, two dollars, whatever type of dollars you want to you wanna give. Doll hairs, pesos, cents, whatever you want to give. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, you can also you can also I keep saying also, um, you can leave a review on iTunes, uh, five stars, rate, review, and subscribe, and then share the love, spread the wealth, tell everyone about my amazing show because I rely on you, yes, you, my dear listener, to help me spread the love of this amazing show or share share my podcast out there. I mean, I can only do so much through Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I really need your help on it. And if you uh, want to share my post every now and again, that would be really great. If you want to maybe plug it on a, on a blog or something that you do, whatever, I would really, really appreciate it, guys. All right. So, wow. 2016 in review. Now, a lot of people that have podcasts, they'll, they'll do like world events review, you know, or talk about how life has been a challenge or whatever. They talk about, you know, everything that's happened in the world. Me, I mean, yes, all that stuff affects me to a certain extent, but I'm going to talk to you about 2016. Now, 2016 was an interesting year for the podcast. It's basically like a state of the podcast and myself. Uh, 2016 was a great year for the podcast. Um, it was actually the first full year of this podcast. I mean, 53 episodes in, and you have a, you we've had a, an amazing run so far. And and I, I guess what I want to talk about is you know how everything started and how it came to be, and talk about different guests and things that I'm I'm planning on working on for 2017, and um, where I want to go, where I'm headed, where I think I'm headed. Where I wouldn't like to be, you know. I guess, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But guys, it's been a very, uh, a very cool year. Um, the podcast started back in in January, and this time a year ago, I was thinking about the process of how to go about doing a podcast. And I mean, we're doing my own podcast because we started out with Pick and Row, and which that show might be making a couple of uh, appearances here very soon. So stay tuned on on Pick and Row. That's a little, the little our amazing 
banter between Pick and I, but it started off from that. I, I learned how to edit a podcast and produce a podcast late last year. I kind of wanted to do it. It's not just, hey, I, I'm the talent, you're the editor, you're the producer. It was never anything like that for me. I wanted to do everything. And, I, and this time a year ago, I was already talking about starting up a project and having, and, and, and having something happen. And by this time, I had already learned everything. And it was just like, okay, well, what, am, what am I going to call it? What am I going to do? And like, again, I, I've said it many times. I've sought counsel from my wife from fear and they and a couple other people and they all gave me the the advice to go out and do it and it was uh it was exciting it was it was really really exciting when we when i uploaded the first episode and i tweeted it out and i don't know if i put it on facebook i should have maybe it probably would have had more hits but when i got some of the numbers back on the playbacks i'm just like wow this thing's played more than i thought it would actually would have and it has nothing against episode one was fear right so I had, it has nothing to do with him, and I and I text him. I said, "Dude, I we have more downloads than I thought we had." I mean, it was just like, "Holy crap! Holy shit! What are we like? Wow!" And so it kind of just pushed me to keep going, and it was like motivation, motivational, because sometimes episodes don't do as good as as the other. I mean, we we all know that. I mean, if if uh, well, maybe I know that, but maybe you as a listener don't know that because you think, hey, I like this episode, but then, you know, the consensus doesn't like it, right? It's strange. It's strange sometimes, but every time I put out an episode, I'm like, oh, great, this is going to be the the, the one. This is the one that's going to propel me. You know, this person's got a following or whatever. And each episode, I I went in with that mindset. I, I felt pretty good about it, you know, and, um, it's been it's been an amazing run. Uh, I had I, I had some other things I want to talk about. I guess I'm just going to kind of um, go all over the place. But uh, you know, I, I mean it <laughs> it was it was great. I, I think um, we the first ten episodes went by really fast, and I didn't expect to get as you know to get many people. And and a lot of that had to do with uh, Potter and family helping out with that. I, I wouldn't have done it without that group of people. I mean. I had so much support, and they they still support, and I'm and I, I I still I still keep in touch with a lot of people from Potter and Family, and I, you know, I, I do retweeting and everything like that. I try to plug the shows that I listen to. It's kind of hard, you know, lately, the end of the year, but I, without them, I mean, that network, I mean, just a, a group of people helping each other, and I was able to get guests on the first, you know, for all through these episodes because of the connections I've I've made with podcasters and ventured out into comedians and it's kind of you know thinking about it you know this whole year i mean it it, the podcast was supposed to be this one thing where i wanted to talk pop pop culture and references and talk about people that are influential in in all our lives and then it kind of morphed into well you know what maybe i should uh i should talk to somebody every week like a podcaster i wanted to do that but then you know, there's a lot of people out there that do that that are already doing that, and you're kind of well. How do I how do I make it something else? So <laughs> it, it just ventured, right? So I mean, you're, you're talking to it was whether it was talking to a, a blogger or digital nomad like Lulu Anderson, or talking to Natasha Pro Hansen, talking to Brianna Hansen. I mean, and finding out that they knew each other, and we got like this whole. I've got like this whole six degrees of separation with Natasha because I've met people 
that have that she knows and it's actually really cool but the the whole the whole thing was just watching the podcast morph into different things and having my dad on the episode that was real personal and having my sister on and i've been trying to get my wife to do it she hopefully hopefully fingers crossed she gets to do it she does it in 2017 um but just you know it, it was just it just started to steamroll. I mean, just exciting. Every like I said, every week I always felt like it was a home run. Sometimes it it, it isn't. You know, I mean, just venturing out and talking to people and trying to go after people. I guess I'll give you some insight on just um, uh, how the how the process goes for for finding people. Sometimes I I'll look at Facebook and if there's somebody that I follow and I think that they could give a good story, I'll reach out to them. Um, most of the time I'm trying to go after like comedians or, or, um, maybe professional athletes since I'm here in San Antonio or coaches or, you know, whatever. I mean, it just, um, just, uh, just having like a, having a persistence state of mind with it and trying to find like a, like a guest each week. It can be challenging. Like, uh, sometimes I, I have, uh, the plus side of it is, is I have three to four, episodes banked i mean i have people that are already that i've already recorded and and i can do a a whole month without not having a podcast i mean or at least doing an interview with somebody like october for example was a perfect example is perfect for that because i did a whole bunch of stuff in september where i just didn't do anything in podcasting i just kind of took a break i took a step back and uh uh you know just pushing myself and and getting people and sometimes that can be exhausting and some and sometimes people aren't always willing, or, and some people that do do the podcast aren't that motivated or excited because they don't they don't know what the uh, what they want to talk or how to go about a podcast. And and I was listening to to uh, Cold Cabana's podcast, and he talked about how sometimes having you know when you get the guest on, it, it kind of comes from both ends. I mean, you can you can have all the charisma in the world, but if the if the person you're talking to can't really give up as a come off as 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 a extroverted with the conversation you don't get the greatest conversation and and sometimes that's happened um so just like pushing myself to to get into a have a good conversation where uh i try to i try to almost you know um i don't know i lost my train of thought try trying to find someone who can who can really give me something back and and it's it's usually and i learned that too along the way it was like icebreakers talking to somebody and uh and like before we started i learned that a lot especially with chad on the podcast chad and i spent a good 10 to 15 minutes talking before we got into the to the podcast and i think it loosened us both up and i've said that numerous times and i took that what i learned from that and i kind of applied it to all the other parts of uh of the of my conversations and it, it came out to be really good but there are some episodes that didn't make air. You know, one of them, I had an audio issue. The other one, I just listened to, I did about 35 minutes of it. And I'm just like, oh, man, this doesn't sound, sound all that good. You know, I didn't, it didn't come back to the way I like, I wanted it to be. So I kind of just said, I'm going to scrap this and I'll maybe use it on, uh, maybe on the Patreon. But I don't think I even want to do that because I don't feel as proud of it. But you know, and being in a podcast, doing a podcast, you attract uh, different podcasters who want you to be on their show, and that was kind of cool. I I, I did uh, quite a few this year compared to last year. I think I only did one, but again, we started in August. I was able to get on Fifth Cast last year, but this year, 
I was on Jeff's Podcast Fiend podcast, but now it's called Podcast Roots. We talked a lot about podcasting. I did the uh, Robin Slim show back in May. That one was a lot of fun. I felt like I was too serious. I needed to like kind of loosen up, loosen up a lot more and and kind of be more comedic. And I, I've I've taken that persona on. I've tried to be more more relaxed and you know funny, I guess. And it didn't it didn't actually go. I mean, it, it was good. It was nice exposure, a nice uh, conversation with them. They they put on an amazing show every week, and they do it four hours. I mean, or five hours. How do you do that? So then, um, summertime, I did a. I was on the New Trick podcast. We talked about sports, uh, Tim Duncan's retirement mostly, and how it affected the city. We were all kind of down about that. Uh, I then did the Little Geek Lost podcast and made a friend out of Mandy, and then from that it morphed into uh, Sean from the Horribly Awkward podcast. And then I was on, you know, we we kind of had this little group, you know, we call it Team Fetch. It's kind of funny. It's me, Fear, uh, Sean, uh, Iams, Sean Iams, good guy, good dude, and and Mandy. So we we all did like a we did a little pod fest in the Ronos pod fest. That one was a lot of fun. Episode forty five. And in the fall, it got really got to be really good. I mean, I did the, I did the, uh, I was on Sean's horribly awkward. I was on, I was on a fear cast. I was also on the Naked Diner podcast. The Naked Diner podcast was probably one of the funnest episodes I've podcast I've I've had the pleasure of being on, and it, it allowed me to kind of explore myself as a person. I think just talking away, and kind of just having a free flowing conversation. And with the Little Geek Gloss podcast, it was very free free flowing, and I think that I learned a lot. I learned a lot there, and I tried to transition away from the way the way I was going about doing a podcast and conducting my quote unquote interviews because I think that I think that having questions based and having all this stuff take like together to do a podcast takes away from an organic conversation. And what I mean by that is. If I come prepared with questions, you don't have like you're just going to read them off, you know. And I, I think that some people are great at doing that, where they can spawn off into other questions. But I think I, what I've done is I've tried to just kind of have a loose, loose conversation, like if we were just talking somewhere, face to face. Because a lot of times these uh, conversations aren't done face to face, and the face to face ones are a lot easier because you can detect, you know, an emotion or you can kind of feel with body language where where the conversation could go and where the you know you can look into the to the person's eyes and and kind of gauge how the interest is but with a with a with Skype conversations it can be very challenging and sometimes you can hear it you can hear the awkwardness you can hear the you can hear me being nervous because there was quite a few podcasts that I did while where I was very nervous and having lots of coffee probably didn't help that either <laughs> hey you got to drink coffee right i mean i had to drink coffee but all in all, it was a great first year into the podcast. Uh, everything went well. Uh, there was a lot of guests that I tried to book for this year that just didn't happen. I believe it'll happen next year. A lot of them will happen next year. There were some that got lost because the Mac, due to the MacBook crash of the summer. <laughs> the MacBook crash of 2016, I guess, is probably the better way to do it. Um, I had maybe three or four interviews that I had already done. And... Um, I have to do those all over again, and it's kind of hard to do them all over again because 
the first time you do the podcast and these con- these at least these in particular where, where we nailed the conversation it was just amazing you're like i gotta record i gotta put this out i gotta put this out and then it just didn't go to the way you wanted it to go and i mean in terms of technology taking the crap on me and losing everything and it happened twice but the second time really did it in and i had to like scramble to put together a podcast um to release a podcast anyway the following like that week i think it crashed i was it was like actually the episode with chad i had to figure out a way to get get that file on a memory card and then get it get it uh uploaded to libsyn it was just like i was scrambling and thankfully my wife has a mac i was able to kind of transfer that over and get the podcast on there and get the podcast released but all in all it was great i feel like um from the beginning to end, and a lot of people, you if you listen to a lot of podcasts and some of those people, they'll say, you know what, at the beginning, I can hear where I didn't sound good, where I didn't like it. And then over time, you're like, wow, okay, I can, I, I see the difference. I see how much better I've gotten or I've become to, how comfortable I've become talking on the mic or how, just in general. And I think that a lot of people have, you know, that's something to be proud of. I feel very proud of it. And, uh, you know, just uh, going into 2017, I think it's going to be great. You know, in January, I'll be doing a, a, a one-year anniversary of the podcast, when uh, late January, actually, when it hits the one-year mark. And I'm hoping to play some clips of some of my favorite episodes to kind of get you back in touch if you listened or maybe to ones to the ones who are going to listen and then say, hey, I want to hear this conversation, the rest of it. And that would be cool. But that's all, you know, I mean, that's all for 2016. This episode is was just to be like a year in review. And then um, the AMA that I that I planned uh, uh, just kind of spur of the moment. My sister had asked to to do a podcast where she's like, you interview everybody, but nobody interviews you. But I mean, fear interviewed me in 25. He kind of interviewed me on 10. He asked a couple of questions. Um but this one was a little bit different. I feel like she asked me some general podcasting questions, which, which was cool. I like to answer those. And then she asked me a lot of uh, some personal questions. So that way you guys can kind of get to know me a little bit more. There was a lot of um, in-depth personal conversations there. And I, I feel like I, I hope you can connect with it or you can relate. Because sometimes some of the things we deal in li- deal with in life can be very personal and... and uh, can have an effect on you and some of the things that i talked about or at least from some of the questions she asked me were were kind of bringing back some of these memories now sometimes i got stumped you know i i feel like um like the the person i would like to meet i mean i just it just came to me and i think a lot of it's that the the barack obama reference was because i admire him as a person and because he is a hard-working hard-working man who went his uh took the steps he needed to get where he's at and maybe you might not agree with me, and that's fine. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. I mean, I felt that way. I feel that way where I wish... I mean, there was other people I'd like to meet, too. I mean, there was Paul McCartney or John Lennon, if you were still alive. Um, I, 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 it was nice to actually... I met some professional wrestlers this year. I got to meet some interesting comics. You know, one of the one of the biggest influences in my podcast, I, I met Colt Cabana in September. He was really cool. I tried to get him on the to do the podcast, but, you know, there'll, there'll be time. There'll be a time where we, we sit down and talk, and I hope that that time may be next year. Who knows? But I was actually featured on his episode, too, episode 300, and that's a free plug to his show. I mean, Art of Wrestling is an amazing podcast. Um, 
he, I, my voice was on there. I asked the question. He answered it. I wasn't expecting it. It kind of caught me off guard. It was right around the time of my daughter's surgery, so I was a little preoccupied with worrying about that. But it was still great. It was awesome to be a part of it. But it's given me opportunities and to do things and to see things and to experience things. And I hope that um, that you've uh, that you've enjoyed the ride. And um, going back to the AMA, um, it was really it was really great for my sister to do it. She did an outstanding job. You'll hear my wife and my daughter and my nephew in the background. My wife kind of makes an appearance, and uh, you can hear her talking a little bit. It's kind of faint just because the microphones couldn't reach all that all the way. But it was it was cool. We talked a little bit of, about some stuff. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys now, and I really hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, yeah, we'll start that now. Okay, so I'm doing something called a urine review, and the wind just blew the door open. Or is that real? Was that? Okay. So joining me, I have you. Hey. Hello. Sister, so speaking to the mic. Hello, it's Marty. <laughs> so a long, a few months ago, you said, "Why don't you ever have somebody ask you questions?" Yes. And that you said you would like to do it. So I figured this is like my last episode of the year, and I wanted to call it like a year in review kind of thing, and do like a little AMA. You know what AMA is? No. Ask me anything. Is what oh. <laughs> so you can now. I'm gonna text that AMA. Yes, I would do that. That's what I would do. How are you? I'm good. How Merry, are you? I'm good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I gained some weight. Dude, for all, I ate a lot too. Mm-hmm. I ate too much like food. No crap. Yeah. So, tell me. What's 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 going on? Tell me. What do you have? Um, Nothing. Well, like I know a few months ago I had asked you, why don't you ever interview yourself? <laughs> or someone <laughs> yeah. ask you questions because you're always interviewing people. Right. So... Well, I guess you thought it was a great idea. I did like the idea, actually. Okay, so like earlier today, I wrote right. down some questions. <laughs> now, they may be scattered or all over the That's place. That's fine. That's the beauty of this. It may go from one extreme to the other. That's fine. And if anything is very personal, you just say next, please. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Next, please. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, we haven't got started. Okay. Now, let me read it. Oh yeah, go ready? right. Yeah, go. Right. I'm ready. I'm oh, ready. Let's go. This, unless you want to talk. Oh no. Okay. Well, how was uh, did Santa bring you everything? Yes. Okay. Just being with families and yeah, for that's, Christmas for me. That is old, that's more than enough nowadays. Especially now that we're getting older. I don't see the. I kind of. I was kind of like a Grinch this year. Ew. No, I, I mean, mean just because certain- because people are like, oh, what are you gonna get this? What are you gonna do? This? I'm like, dude, like we're way past that already. Wait, like, why do I have to? buy other people's stuff i mean yes for the kids it's always good because that's the spirit of christmas for them but for me i don't care if i get anything or not yeah i agree with you it was a it's been kind of hard or it was hard this year but as long as we got the kids stuff yeah and i know uh, mom and dad were happy to have all their oh yeah their kids and some of their grandkids here, two out of four. Yeah, it was nice. They were all together. So And one in hiding. Oh, yes. One one bun in the oven. Yes. Still cooking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a boy or a girl. Yeah, it could go one or the other. But I know I'll find out before everybody else. <laughs> go, Maddie. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you're, uh, you're planning the... Uh, 
gender revealing the, party. Yes, that's right. It's going to be awesome. Yes, I'm I looking hope forward to it. Everything goes out great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, you're okay. No, let's ask these questions. Okay. Okay. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Now this is like kind of personal level question. Sure. So don't get nervous. Oh, okay. I already see your eyes popping out. <laughs> I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question one. Yes. What made uh, what made you get into uh, podcasting and why? Oh, that's a good one. So what made me got into podcasting? I always like to listen to radio, talk radio, mm-hmm. like yes. C one hundred and one here, and then in San Antonio, there's Kiss, the Billy Madison Show, uh, Rex Gabriel here in Corpus. But uh, I started listen. I I would always listen to music because I had all my music on my iPhone, and then. <clears throat> Somebody told me, hey, you should listen to podcasts. There's so many things that you can like. And I'm like, what the hell is a podcast? And this was like in 2009. Mm-hmm. And back then it was still kind of like uh, an underground thing. So I kind of blew it off. And then I, I read a lot about wrestling. So I went on this website. I would always read my news or whatever info on wrestling on this website. And they talked about how there was a podcast that this guy was hosting. And he had like a certain wrestler on there. And I was like, oh, well, let me, uh, I want to hear it. And it, it, it's it's him. It's Colt Cabana. He's the independent yeah, I was wrestler. asking you about that shirt. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, I want to, let me listen to this. And I started listening to it. And when, when he listened to, when I was listening to it, I was like, I like the way he does it. His format's cool. He's talking to, so his show's every week and he talks to a wrestler week to week to week to week. And I was like, I could do something like that. But around the same time, when I first heard about podcasts, I, I was always enamored because I had just seen the social network, which you still haven't seen. No. <laughs> about Facebook. I, I just heard about it from so, you that one time. <laughs> so when people like create stuff or how they, I want to know the process for some people. Like if they, you know, are a musician or they're a professional wrestler or they're a, a blogger or a world traveler or a stand up comedian. And I just like, I want to hear it. I want to hear about that. How do you go about doing that? Like how, like the hustle and the, the journey of it, because everybody's has, has a journey in their life, whether you're a coach mm-hmm. or you sell, you work in a retail environment or you just anything like that. I always, I just, I wanted to hear it. And that's, I kind of got the idea from listening to his podcast, but I was really, really terrified to start it on my own, mm-hmm. which is why I had pick and I do the the sports show because we both love sports. And I kind of miss doing it because him and I used to go back and forth and we would argue and bicker about stuff. So, But that's where the idea came from. Okay. Good answer. Okay, mm-hmm. question number two. <laughs> would you like to make something out of this? Of course. Like get like Paid? to the next level. Yeah. Is- you know, and that's, a, you don't know, you may not know all this, but there's a lot of companies out there. There are little networks that have a lot of... Um, shows together like um uh there's a there's a couple of net like a like earwolf uh all things comedy and these uh, so many other networks and they have all these people together but the problem is is that there's so many podcasts out there there's maybe like there's thousands and a lot of celebrities do them now so like um uh the girl from the vanderpump rules Yes. Stassi has one. Oh. That, I, I just knew this because Val, Val likes it. And there's um, like... Uh, but she could be rude, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's out there, that girl. Yeah. But um, they're like uh, professional wrestlers do them. 
Um, Alec Baldwin has one. Mark Maron. Mark Maron's one of the biggest pioneers. Uh, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla. But th- there's so many of them out there that, and there's a lot of independent ones like myself where we're just trying to make it and trying to grow. And there's a lot of there's companies out there that can help you, but it takes a long time to get there. And I think a lot of people can get misconstrued with that. I thought saw something uh, misconstrued with how oh I want to do a podcast because so and so does it and they make lots of money and. It doesn't just happen right away. So, like, I'm 52 or three episodes in, and I haven't made money yet. It takes time, and you have to build an audience. Yeah, okay, and so you got to build yourself. And then content. you got to have a consistent schedule, and you have to, you know. So, how many episodes do you try to get in a week? One a week, every Friday. Every and Friday. I've stuck to that schedule. Sometimes I'll do some, like, every... I'll do, like, a like two episodes a week sometimes, like... Like I have a part one, like if the episode's too long, I'll split it into two and sometimes I'll wait the whole week to drop the other one. But then sometimes I have something else I want to release. I'm like, okay, well, let me do part one here and then I'll do this one here. So that way, like people don't have to wait too long to hear the second part if they're really into it. Yeah. So. Okay. Are you getting nervous? No, I'm You're good. Not, well, I mean, you already come out on TV. <laughs> I so came out. You won't be nervous. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think I, I asked my questions about the podcast. That's fine. Okay, remember, my questions go all random because sure. I'm random like that. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <clears throat> How did you feel about being the only boy in the family? Wow. That's... <laughs> and that, you're that still was like the only boy. I mean, well... <laughs> well, now we have nephews and you have your son and... Um, but you had to deal with two sisters. It was tough. I hated it. Yeah. A, a good amount of time. I, I did. think mom said you always you always told her you wanted a little brother. I did. <laughs> I used to always get mad, and I t- I would tell her like, why didn't you have a little? Why couldn't we have a brother, mom? Why couldn't we have a brother? And I think sometimes mom would feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And one time, I think when I was like nineteen or twenty, and we were talking, and I don't know what we were doing, but mom said, you know, son, I'm really sorry that you didn't have a brother. I wish you could have had a brother. But on the flip side of that, having two sisters was good in a way because i i have an under i think i have an understanding of of how <laughs> women work to a certain degree i'm not perfect but uh it it, it was I, I i couldn't imagine it being like if i had a brother and me because then i wouldn't be me and i wouldn't have i wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same way because we had a good time you know sometimes there were bad times and sometimes there were good times but it it worked out, I think. As a teenager, I hated it, though. But being the only boy and the middle child, I, I have to say you got pretty much everything you wanted. I did, and I, I never I never asked for more than... Sometimes I wanted stuff, but then I knew that sometimes couldn't get it, and... And, uh, but there, when, when mom and dad, when I really wanted something, mom and dad always went out of their way to help me. I, mm-hmm. sometimes they'd have to force me to do things like, and I like to share this because I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I did this because Tell us. Uh, I ah. didn't, I didn't want to go to my senior prom. I know. I, I did you not want to. You didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I didn't do any of that favorites dance shit and all that other junk. I just thought it was a waste of time and a waste of money. But so mom, so okay, mom and dad were like, you, "You're going to prom, and you're going to find somebody to take, and you're going to go, and we're paying for your tuxedo." And I'm like, "Fine, <laughs> okay, I'll go." Well, you need an experience. At no, least sure, once. sure, and I and 
And when mom, when I was getting ready to graduate, mom was like, hey, do you want a class ring? Because, you know, I know you're graduating. I go, no, I don't, mom, I don't wear jewelry. I barely wear, I had a watch. And I said, I just wear a watch. She's like, yeah, but it's you. I'm like, mom, I'm never going to wear it. Yeah, I didn't like, get a class ring. Yeah, and I know Lisa had one, and Lisa hard wore it, and then sometimes she hardly ever wore it. I go, you look, you're going to pay $500 or whatever it was for my senior photos. Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah, I was like, don't even worry about that. And she's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah. So I was I was just grateful for the things that I had. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as a child, you were very like a, you were a homebody, correct? Th- yeah, thank you, yeah. No, no, I mean, not a bad thing. No, no. I, I was, mean, but it was just more like you didn't need to go out to parties or mm-hmm. anything. I mean, you were very low-key. Mm-hmm. Right, like you very, like to very, chill very. at home. Yeah, your friends would come over. We played video games, or you just do you. Yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like to do what everyone else was doing. I. I was always anti-establishment. Like if everyone was talking about. I mean, because a freshman, sophomore in high school, you start getting exposed to things and mm-hmm. like drinking, drugs. drugs. Yeah, and some of my friends were doing drugs and. And some of them were drinking, and I, I just didn't want to do it. And I think mm-hmm. I got drunk maybe one time, like a few You're, months before graduation. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think you waited till your senior yeah, year. Yeah, I, I was like, I knew I was graduating, and so I said, you know what? I'm, I need to lighten up. I'm pretty sure mom and dad will be okay. And I, I told you drink them. Drink here at home? No, you? no, no. I went oh, to you a went party. To a party. Yeah. Tyler Firkin. Yeah. Wow. Good memory. I remember everything. I'm like <laughs> <an elephant. laughs> it, it, that was yeah, yeah. Um, through your high school years, since we, since we, um, just discussed that you were a whole, a homebody, mm-hmm. um, now that you think about it, do you think you would have done things differently or I don't think I so. Party or you were, no, Mm-mm. I think it, it, it carried over into my early adult years when I was in my twenties and things like that. Now, granted, when I look back on my twenties, I, all I did was work. Because that's mm-hmm. all I thought I knew how to, what I knew to do, and I I feel like I maybe should have cut up a little bit and had fun, but I I, w- I wouldn't take anything back. I liked the way high school was. High school was good to me. I mean, I had my struggles just like any other teenager. And, and you played basketball, right? I did, and I I enjoyed it. But then complications with the coach and all the stress and the magnitude of understanding how to play and do things a certain way and yeah it was it was it was it sucked mm-hmm. yeah so sometimes so tell us about the tournaments you would organize <laughs> why are you bringing that up because uh-huh. i could talk about ama oh yeah that's right okay you said okay. i did say that and no I, I just you know just get to know a little bit about you <laughs> okay so i mean like but hold on like elementary you're a good kid i was a good kid i never got in trouble i never spelling got in the fights champ, i used right? to i used to do spelling bees uil i did uil spelling bees and spelling contest and I love to spell. I always right. love to spell. I remember. So, so when mom and dad, during when I was a kid, we'd have homework. And I'd have spelling, math, reading, and sometimes writing. Yeah. So the writing I could do, I would do the spelling. The reading I was okay. The last subject I'd always do is math. Math. So when mom and dad, when dad would help me with my homework, it was always frustrating with math homework. Yes, and, to, and, and I like math, but I need yeah. refreshing course. <laughs> but I love spelling. I always look forward to it. So, like when I had a spelling test, my mo- mom and 
mom would quiz me or dad would quiz me and I would just I like I, if I was into it I you know like if you're into a certain subject you just you yeah. nail it so mom and dad were, I'd always hundreds 95s hundreds 90s I never got like B's on spelling tests it was always like yes yeah. I remember yeah yeah okay I know I asked about the tournaments but I'm reflecting yeah. on elementary real fast okay, okay okay was there a teacher that stood out to you in elementary or that you could always remember look back on yes I think um, a lot of them actually I okay. think there's like first grade Miss Rodriguez she was super sweet I had her too she, oh she was great I remember we were taking the cat test mm-hmm. that we used to be called the cat test and she passed by me when I was taking when i was doing my test and she saw that i had answered right and she was like like yes yes you know like she was like and i was like wow that's awesome miss myers was great that's probably like my most favorite teacher yes i remember I, uh, when i know this is about you but yeah miss myers, myers i put her um when i got teacher of the month yeah i had this in miss myers is, whatever happened to her do you know i have no idea wow I, she was super sweet Miss Myers and then third grade Miss Gonzalez, not not Leticia Gonzalez, but there was another Miss Gonzalez. Yes. She was awesome. And during that time, it was, it was funny. I had a bully in third grade, and mm-hmm. and her her and uh her and uh my my and dad had like a parent teacher conference, and they were like encouraging me to fight back. And not to let him bully me. And I remember sitting down at a parent-teacher conference and I'm embarrassed because my teacher, who is a woman, is telling my dad that all I needed to do was to punch him out. Yeah, and I'm kick almost, him in the balls. Yeah, or something. And I was, I, was like on the, I was like on the verge of tears because one, I was embarrassed and two, because I couldn't, I couldn't defend myself. I was afraid to. But she was great. I remember because of that. And then Mr. Gutierrez, of course. Yeah, Mr. Great. G. He's at St. Joseph. Yeah. Um, now, I know you did really great. Yeah. <laughs> you did an awesome job on one of your writing tests. I did. And a teacher did write a letter and mail it to you in the summer, I believe. 96. And it was Miss... Richardson. Miss Richardson. She wrote She wrote me, and it's, it's funny because my eighth grade year, I was in junior high at William Adams, and peer pressure was like a thing so i was already i was kind of trending off bad and mom and dad went to meet the teachers week and i think it was her and she had nothing but negative things to say about me like that i didn't pay attention i didn't care i was this i was that and when when i got home or when mom and dad came got home and and i knew it was teachers week or whatever so i didn't tell mom and dad anything I didn't mention to him that, hey, they want to meet the teachers because in elementary, you they knew. Mm-hmm. So when we got to that point, <laughs> and I don't know how, and I, I come home from school or football practice, Brenny's parents or somebody brought us home, and mom and dad aren't here, and they come back from meet the teachers. Mm-hmm. And mom and dad scolded me, and, and they got after me. And did you change after that? Yes, I did. I, and then that, I did really well. I paid attention in her class. I was always focused. And I got like a perfect writing score on my on my toss test that year, and she took the time to mail me. And I'll never forget it because I stayed up really late. It was like the summertime, and Dad wakes me up and he says, "Hey, look, you had a, a one of your teachers wrote you a letter, and he had already read the letter." And so when I read it, I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" And I hadn't and I saw her the next year because I was a freshman, and she was teaching freshman English as well as eighth grade language arts. 
And I told her about it and I told her what it did for me and how it made me feel good. And she was just like, oh, I'm so very proud of you. And after that, I never saw her again because we went to high school and I hadn't seen her. I think I saw her like in 2009. And she was just like, and it was nice this year because I hadn't seen her since like 1997. Wow. And then she ended up teaching at Awadusa, I think so. I never got to um, have her as a teacher. Yeah. Lisa had her as a teacher. Oh, okay. I had Miss Brock. Hi, baby. Hi, Mela. It's my Her beautiful daughter. Dress. Yeah. It's grandma. <laughs> Grandma's there. Um, and my beautiful wife. She has a bun in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> She's glowing. Um, what were your favorite memories as a child? I know you probably have a lot, but I, I know you share some stories with me, and then when we're all together, you... You and Dad, and or you and Lisa, or any family that's here, y'all talk about stories and. Yeah, there's always this, and it seems like the same ones come up a lot. But I think there's those there's are a the lot ones more. that meant a lot to you. Um, wow. <sighs> my favorite, one of my favorite childhood memories was when. Well, I guess it's, um, Dad got me. My first pair of Jordans. I'll never forget that. I was super excited. <laughs> like he, that was a nice memory. I begged and begged and begged them for Jordans, and and and. Did you have I, to wait a long time for him? Um, I got him on my I got him on my tenth birthday actually. Dang, you knew about Jordans then. Yeah, Jordan. He had. They Cam had got ju- a pair for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I was I was so elated. I remember because they got me these. So the pair of shoes that they had originally got me for school that year, they wore out really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And then dad was like, and I told him that I wanted Jordans for Christmas and he kept telling me they're expensive. I'll let you, we'll see what happens. God willing, maybe we'll get them, you know? And I was like, okay. But then they got me these other shoes and I liked them. <laughs> they, they were like, I forgot what they were. They weren't even like name brand shoes, but I love them. Well, they, we always got BKs. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't British Knights. I think they were like Nucleus shoes or something like that. I thought they were so cool. They looked like space shoes. So mm-hmm. I thought they were really cool. I was in fourth grade. So then on my birthday, he surprised me with them. And that was a fun memory. And then the <laughs> some of the other fun memories were like, remember when we were on Trevino Street and the be- behind the houses, it had like that little creek, remember? Mm-hmm. And it got flooded with water when it would rain a lot. Yeah, we would go run back there. Do you there. remember that? We would yeah. r- we ran back there. That's one of my favorite memories. Like me, yeah, baby, I like it. <laughs> me, you, me, you, Lisa, Angela. Come on, baby. Me, you, Lisa, Angela, and I think Leva, would, we did that. Come here, baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Come on, baby. Come on, Dada. Come here, baby. And popping fireworks, 4th of July and Christmas. And when we would... I was telling somebody this. I was actually telling um, about Christmas. They were like, are you excited about Christmas? And I used to tell them... I told them the memories of how we would tear, rip open the presents a little bit to oh, see what yeah. it was. Just and then come. we would tape it. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's like, I'm going to tear it, but don't don't tell anybody. I was like, okay. I was like, and we'll tape it later. I was like, okay. So we would tear it a little bit. That's a, That was a, a fun memory. But we would do stuff, and like when we would, 
Just because it's Christmas, I remember we would go driving by houses to look at Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And there was that one house on Beam Station that always had a lot of lights. <laughs> so. Any other memories that you would like to share? Uh, there was, um, there were so many of them. I mean, we were going to Mathis as a, uh, with kids, go, as kids going to grandma's house. And my beautiful... It's cute that you're calling her grandma, baby. I love it. <laughs> she said that? Yes. Is she going to the garden, babe? Be careful. Those are the ones that are coming off the top off of my head for right now as far as memories go. There, I mean, there's so many of them. But the, like the, the one, like a lot of stuff that we got to do together, like me, you, and Lisa, when we, wouldn't, we, when we weren't fighting... Yeah, fun. Watching MTV music videos together and yes, remember I would sing "Don't Speak to You." <laughs> yeah. Um, now, okay, my other question: Has any uh, who has played a great impact? Or no, how do I word this? Who has been a great um, impact on you? In terms, or do you have a role model, someone you admire besides wow. me? Well. There's, there's, I think me. I think that there's so many people that have an impact and influence on all our lives. Correct. And, and te- sometimes teachers, coaches, parents, especially your parents, right? You expect a lot from you the support from your parents. Um, but the like the self confidence when you're a kid is a big deal, mm-hmm. and some of those some teachers and some coaches can see that and they try to build you up, you know, and. I want to say, like, the first, sports-wise, like, the first coach that I ever felt, like, actually believed in me and thought I could do something was Coach Revia. Roger Revia. Yeah. Like, I always thought that I was too small or I wasn't strong enough to play down there, down in the post, because I was the biggest guy on my team. He kept pushing. No, you're fine. She kept, <laughs> she, okay. he would push me. And, to, and he kept telling me that I could do it. And then finally, I started having these breakout moments. And that made me feel really good. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can do this. And mom, of course, mom and dad, the hard work and drive and motivation to do things. I think like with mom, mom and dad have this thing where if if they want to do something and they have a goal and, t- and they have it set in their minds that they want to do it, then we then they do it. They always go through with it. Mm-hmm. I think that we all have that. Yes. And and like when I th- I'll never forget and maybe I don't know if this is right or not but I think when I graduated high school I think Lisa said mom said Lisa cried cuz she was proud of me. Mm. I was like, "Wow. <laughs> Why <are> you <laughs> I did high school, you know." But that was a nice feeling to hear and you know, have just having people like family that are supportive like like you, mom, dad, Lisa, Val, like when I told her I wanted to do like a Anything I ever I've ever wanted to do, she's always been like, Very "Go supportive. for it, do it. Yeah, you can it. do it. it." It's this or being a manager, or if I want to open up a food truck, she's always said like, "Yeah, let's do it. Like Does we he can know do you it." Know how to cook to make to open up a food truck? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep looking? No, at I'm it? just Are checking. You, you don't I'm want me checking. to talk anymore? No, keep talking. I'm just looking at the, making sure it's recording. Okay. Like, uh, I know having two gorgeous sisters, 
<laughs> Were you ever, um, um, like, do you ever, uh, did you ever think we were overprotective or we were mean? No, I thought, y'all were, I never thought y'all were overprotective. I, Lisa was mean. Yes, she was mean. <laughs> when we were. Macho mean. <laughs> Dude, she would beat us up and then we got bigger. Lisa, Lisa would always, um, she had a, a weird way of being, of being, uh, um, like, uh, I guess, if affectionate. Yeah. And she she was just like hard on you but she she always meant well. Lisa was very Lisa was very protective in a sense like if somebody tried to hurt us. And I'll t- I'll use this as an example. Me too in yeah. elementary, those two boys, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mention their names. Yeah, I know. When when I was 13, I my thir- it was my 13th birthday and I used to like to, I'd want to hang out with my friends every time we have a birthday and it, mm-hmm. that still hasn't changed although now I'm kind of over that like it's like three people, four people, I'm good. But we had people come over, and I was in Memorial. Memorial was like the worst time of my of did growing up. Did y'all play spin the bottle? No, the we didn't do that. Actually, sure? Dad one time, Dad one time made us did the spin the bottle like as a joke. I know, but you wouldn't let me in the room when y'all had yeah. gatherings. So we had this. So we. <laughs> Cam Cam's here. So we had this. We had this get this get together, and all my friends kind of started picking on me, and like I I started crying. I was 13. I started crying. And we had the trampoline. We had just got it. It was like 1995. And and Lisa Lisa was here with Ray Vetta and I think or Oscar or somebody. Mm-hmm. They were sitting on the trampoline. And like I was real sad. I almost started crying. And I've, and I've told Lisa this story maybe like twice. And like we get real close to like having a couple of tears <laughs> i'm not joking okay so, well, i'm listening okay so we i'm sitting there and i'm and i'm crying because my feelings are hurt and lisa lisa gives me a hug and she's telling me don't worry about it brother it's okay these people aren't your real friends it's gonna yeah. be okay it's it's hard right now i know but don't let them get to you you're gonna be okay and just like i never forgot that mm-hmm. and she was right because yeah. a lot of those people ended up not being my friends yeah, you. Sometimes we have to learn the yeah. hard way about people that we can trust or who we consider our friends. Yeah, even when we're older. Yeah, I and I, I tell people all the time that I hated seventh grade. Yeah, I hated seventh grade. There's the best thing that came out of seventh grade was that I I found Justin and Joseph. Mm-hmm. That was the, the best. The white thing. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let me see another question. Yeah, this, these are really good questions. You well, said you I, only had four. This is like ten. I know, but then I told you I start thinking. But yeah. you said AMA. I did. I, did. <laughs> okay. I like how you keep for letting me know. AMA. Yeah. Now, okay. Um, do you ever think that you're a failure in life? I mean, not that you are, but it's just a question. I mean, like um, sometimes we doubt ourselves. Doubt ourselves, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's normal for for pe- for us to go through moments like that. I mean, like when when I get frustrated with my job, sure, I feel like I'm not good enough there. Or like, just it's too corporatey sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was in Laredo. I, hate, I love Laredo. Oh, yeah, we know you do. Mm-hmm. I I hated it there. And I actually thought I was like a, f- a failure because I I no I left the Spanio. job no that too but I f- I felt like I didn't do what I was supposed to do why just because you couldn't speak Spanish no because I had failed at that job I quit I let it get the best of me I gave my two weeks notice and I moved back here and worked in Corpus and I didn't care 
how much money I made. I just wanted to get out of there. Sometimes I was disappointed. When, but when we do things like that, like we also learn from things. Yeah, and I I learned that that and it actually what I learned from that experience it actually helped me when I went to Corpus and I went to that to more to work at the high volume store that I worked at. I I learned a lot from. I took what I learned from that experience and I applied it to there and it was a better experience because one, it's Corpus, it's better than Laredo and I took like the stresses and the magnitude of working at a, a busy store and, and I applied it to that store. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a little personal. Oh my gosh, why are you, it's like stressful. Remember, remember, you could always say next. <laughs> it's not stressful. <laughs> um, these are like real deep questions. Are you sure you've never done this before? I am very sure, but you said AMA. And yeah. since you were, you're letting me interview you for your podcast, I'm sure all your listeners, right? I'm sure. I'm sure they want to hear about you, a little bit about yourself. I mean, because on your introduction, you say you're a great father, a great <laughs> husband, a great worker. Um, yeah. A wonderful son to San Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure they want to know a little bit about you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Look, you got like Val's attention over there. I'm like, like starting um, to get nervous. <laughs> I know you've been a very private person. Yeah. Like you're not one that, I mean, I could ask you questions and you'll say, really, Marty, shut the hell up. Okay. And then, um, have you ever, how, like, um, how many girlfriends have you had? Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> or like i mean but i i want to say <laughs> i don't even read i want to say, say um like you sorry that was my son yeah that's okay um you d really didn't care to have girlfriends like in high school like you were more focused on um education sports your friends just being a kid yeah yeah so we we don't have to talk about it <laughs> real uh, i probably had like when i got old when i so when I got older, I would say like I maybe had like four real girlfriends. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the, Valerie, no, Valerie's over there. She was like focused. I was popping out everything. <laughs> they, they, were all, they were on AOL Instant Messenger and Yahoo Chat. No, no. I Like four. Four, okay. Nothing like. Nothing grand. No. Just the grand thing in your life is right here, this diamond. She is Valerie, them. Yes. <laughs> okay. A next question. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you love the Spurs. Right. And um, if you could, like, did you ever try to interview someone, like, at that level? I The closest I got was to Chad. Mm -hmm. Chad Forcier was the uh, the closest guy. I, I've, re I've had, I've talked to Jonathan Sanford, who's a PA announcer for the Spurs. Um uh, I've reached out to one of the arena guys, and I think I'm trying to work something out with him. But as far as like coaches and players, I, I haven't tried just because I feel like at least Pop anyway, and some of the NBA players. I'm just not at that. I'm just not at that level yet, you know, where I feel like I could talk to him. I think that I couldn't keep my words together either. But I would, I would really like to try to talk to Becky Hammond. That's probably like one of the few that I would really love the opportunity to speak with. You know? Okay. Yes, I do know. Mm -hmm. um, First female coach in the NBA. You got to go after it. And don't forget the coach in the NFL now, female Oh, coach. yeah, that's right. That's right. There's an NFL, a woman NFL coach now. Okay. Now, are you really scared of heights? Yes. 
Really? That's a thing. I'm terrified of heights. What about water? Yes. Really? Yes. Is there a reason why you have this fear? When I, when we were kids, I think Dad, we went to South Padre Island, or we went to McAllen or somewhere. You got and, stung by a jellyfish? Well, I got stung by a jellyfish, but <laughs> I remember one time I was playing on the sand, and I think the tide was coming in, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. And I remember I, I saw Dad sitting in one of those chairs, and I was crawling like this big... Like the wave. the wave, like the tide came in and like it, I thought I drowned. <laughs> I was like eight. It's okay. What? Okay. So, so like I was just terrified. I was terrified of water. I've never. Okay. So when we went to Disney World. Oh my gosh. Really were you really be... scared of Space Mountain? Yes, I was scared of Space Mountain. <laughs> I, I'm but terrified why? of rides. But it was in the dark and we didn't know be- what was you happening. Because you don't know what to expect. And yes, roller coasters, they have so these dips. So you feared the unknown? Yes. Of course. Okay. Because like you never know. Like like Shaq was. Shaq loves Disney World, and Shaq hated to get on Space Mountain because he was always scared that he was going to get his head cut off. Why wasn't he ever scared that he missed all those free throws? I don't know. <laughs> um, were you really scared of Splash Mountain? No, I like Splash Mountain. It was a big drop. I was scared. I was scared, but I remember when we. I was scared, but I remember when we came down. I, I get where I get where people were saying like when they get on roller coasters that adrenaline rush. After that that drop, I did feel that little bit of adrenaline rush, but I don't like that fear. I I guarantee after getting on the Iron Rattler, you would say let me do it again. No, because adrenaline rush. I don't like that feeling though. You know, I've I've never liked that feeling. Okay, what's your biggest fear in life? Disappointing the people that I love. I agree with you. Letting down the people I love. Oh, we, I just, I think when, uh, like, I guess when, I guess when we punch out, you kind of, you think like, well, did, I hope I gave, gave it everything that I had and to, to my family and, you know. And I think, um, all of us have experienced that. We've been in a situation where we think we've disappointed the ones that we love. Or, yeah. you know, I think like you, Lisa, and myself, we've been in a situation. Oh, yeah. um, okay. <clears throat> On a good note. Yeah. Are you going to cry over there? Yeah. Why? No, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's go back to um, our single days. <laughs> When we would go to Chili's. Oh, gosh. You're okay. bringing that up again. Like, I know you're a lightweight. I was. I'm still a lightweight. And I could outdrink you. Yes, yeah, so ah, you, okay. you can still outdrink me. But how come after one or two drafts, you would always want me to drive home? Because I couldn't drive. That was like the thing. I could never, like, if I felt like I, mom, after everything that happened with dad and his yeah. situation. We always stop and think, right? Yeah. Like, so now was like, we're like, oh, I was crap. like. I was like, let me have, I'm going to have one, and I, I'm not feeling it. I can't, I shouldn't drive. But I've kind of been able to control it a little bit better. And there was a couple of times after that that I did go, like, with some coworkers from GameStop and, like, with Roy or, or somebody else, and I'd have, like, a couple, but I, I knew that. Like, you knew you, your limit? Yeah, you had to control yourself. But when <laughs> when I would do that, I mean, <laughs> I was just I was just doing what, what we were told to do. So Yeah. I was always scared, especially because in Alice, like those cop, these cops are crazy over here sometimes. Yeah. Or they. 
Um. I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, because he said AMA. Or I could ask whatever. Or, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Full of gray hair. and <laughs> <laughs> We could always color yeah. it. Yeah, I'm already there. No, I see myself with my family and kids are going to school and... I'll be in my mid forties by then. That's that's interesting. How many kids do you plan on having? Well, Val and I have talked about this numerous times, and I'm glad that she's here because we we've always said that we wanted to have five kids. Five? Yeah, we want to have five. Are you being serious? No, I'm not being serious. I was that's, expecting. That's no, a we, lot of kids. No, I. We we would we say we we always said like two or three or but I think we're we're sticking to two. I think y'all should go for three. <laughs> no <laughs> yes yeah i think we're sticking Girl, with you. you're young gina who's gina from martin oh okay <laughs> um why do you keep looking no, i'm making sure that it hasn't stopped recording dude okay Chill. well remember you thought you didn't record us i know but it, it it's working um what is one goal that you would like to see yourself succeed at? Wow. Man, these are like loaded questions. We could stop. <laughs> no, no. Um, one goal. <laughs> what, uh, one goal. I'd like, I don't know. That's good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, man. We could come back to yeah, it. Yeah, let's come back to that. Okay. What is one place you would like to visit? One place I would like to visit would be at Ground Zero. I've been there. I want to see Ground Zero. Um, I went one time just to like very... When you get there, Yeah. like... You're just so speechless. Like, you don't even want to talk. Yeah. And when I went, they were still... Building it? Like, they were still cleaning up oh, really? a little bit. And then they were starting to build, what is it, the Freedom Tower? Freedom Tower, yeah. But, like, when you're walking down there, like, you see pictures on the wall. Like, you just stop and think, like, what people went through and experienced that day. Very. You, you know, now I heard because I, I've met a couple of people who are from New York. They opened up like a like a like a museum or a memorial mm-hmm. on yeah. top of the of everything that they have at Ground Zero, but like a timeline of everything that happened. And yeah. they said that that's pretty emotional and a, a lot to take in. Yeah, I mean, because even when I went to New York, when we were walking down Times Square, like you would hear fire trucks mm-hmm. and everything just echoes. And you just stop and imagine how loud it was that day with all the fire trucks yeah. and police. Like, yeah, just I had a I had a coworker who was from New Jersey, and he he was saying he was on a on a on a he was like on a boat from from New York going back to Jersey, and he was on the Hudson River, and he said he could he saw everything happen from there. Wow. He said it was a lot. It was it was a lot to take in. 
If there is one person you can meet, who would it be and why? I would like to meet Barack Obama, actually. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, no, well, I I mean, I just think he's a, a good world leader. That's him. Wait, I like wait, to hold meet. On. Let me just. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, Don't you're be taking hating. The, you're taking the 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 mutual the the. I mean, but I mean that that's just one person. I mean, I've always said that I would have liked to have met. Um, I, I got to meet a couple of people this year that I thought I would never get to meet, which is kind of cool. But I mean, I don't know, just people who can make a, a difference in like some people's lives and stuff, you know. Maybe even a comedian or two, like a Mark Maron would be one I would like to meet. Just okay. To, um, how did you feel about my boyfriend Tim Duncan retiring? Well deserved. It was time. I think he knew it. I think he knew it. I think he knew it was time for him to to just kind of venture off and end it and I think he like he's he's always said, like if I can't be effective then I should probably step away and I think he realized that and I he, he noticed that it wasn't fun anymore and you know, that was it. But amazing career. Yes, did a lot for the did a lot for the city. Everybody loves Timmy. Um, do you have you been going to any Spurs games? The last one I went to was like in the middle of November. Did you? Well, you invited me to one. Yeah. Or you gave me. You asked if I wanted I was tickets. Give you the tickets, yeah, because we could, I couldn't go. But yeah, the last one I went to was like in the middle of November. Uh, I we haven't had too many games between now and then. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to a couple more. So, Real good. Um, uh, let's see. I know a question will come. Why are you, like, looking at me? <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, do you want a boy or a girl? I want a healthy baby, but I would love to have a boy. <laughs> a little mini royal? As long as, as long as everybody is okay, like... As long as my wife is healthy and the baby's healthy, that's all that matters. But, of course, any man would love to have a, a son, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone's just, this. like, grinning at me. I know. Smiling at me. Um, do you have any, like, the, with the new year coming, do you have any personal goals that you would like to meet in this new coming year? Uh... I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah, I haven't really gotten to that point yet. I know everybody has like a New Year's resolution. I haven't really thought about a New Year's resolution yet. Not just yet. Just, um, <laughs> is there anything personal that you would like to share with your <laughs> peeps? My peeps? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, hold on. Now I have a question. Hold on. Have you ever got any negative feedback about any podcast? And do you take it? to heart where you get butt hurt or can you take constructive criticism i can take constructive criticism there I, I, with this show um not so much actually it's been pretty positive i th- some people some people that 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 have listened like like aaron castillo will message me and let me know that he enjoyed it or or kevin dath would message like would tell me he enjoyed it when we did <laughs> when we used to do pick and roll we used to ruffle a lot of feathers okay. and people would would say stuff I know you've had some people on like Facebook when you have a new release 
there was one i don't know like there's like individuals that say hey i have never listened to a podcast and i didn't i really enjoyed it i look forward to hearing the next one how does that make you feel that feels good because it makes me feel like hey they're listening to some they're listening to the podcast and they actually like it and maybe it, it the whole idea was like hey Maybe this is something you've thought about or maybe you didn't know this existed and you can listen and you can go back and find because there are millions of interesting people out there. And sometimes these people that I get on the show that I to talk, it's it's a process like whether I email them or I, I tweet at them or inbox them and their Twitter accounts because a lot of the people that I find are through Twitter. And some people don't some people don't always respond. I don't tweet. Yeah. Some people don't respond and some some kind of just blow it off or some just kind of like ask for details. Like I've had people ask me like, what's your listener base? How long do you want to go? Is that, I think that's a little too long. Don't you think that's too long? Or like, um, I don't want to do this because I've, a po- I've done a podcast and they're all the same and I try to make it different, but sometimes people, and, and, and uh, this is a good, uh, this is kind of like going into another part of it. But like sometimes when I do these Skype, Skype interviews with people, it's hard to kind of gauge where they're at on the interview or the discussion like when I'm talking to them because I can't look at them face to face and I can't tell if they're engaged in the conversation or they're just kind of going through the motions and sometimes like I like I've interviewed people where I'm really excited to talk to because I know they have somewhat of a presence and I've seen them do their own thing and I'm like man I can't nerd out or I can't get too nervous or or this because then it just sounds like crap so like there's a few of them that I can't listen to because I know they just didn't they just didn't sound good. Um, what's another like career wise? Like you've always been in sales, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I did, I did. So I, I sold chicken once. Yeah, yes, I remember Popeyes. I did. I worked at a fast food joint. Is there anything else that you would like? I know you always said you wanted to coach and everything. Is there anything else that? you wish you could experience or like you would like, like, you know, you asked me and I would be like, Oh, I would love to do cosmetology. Yeah. Um, besides being a stripper. I mean that, that, that crushed and burned. <laughs> I, I wasn't really, I, <laughs> yeah. I know you wanted to be tripping Dill. No, I know. I never, <laughs> um, cause I know you have a thong. No, I don't have a thong. <laughs> I do not have a thong. Uh, maybe writing more, like journalism stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I always thought I could do stuff like that. Like this, like this is kind of like a reporting thing. Yeah, and uh, like so, a couple of things like I did, like I, like my friend Javi invited me on for Ken's five on the silver and black attack. Yeah, I know you didn't tell me, but Joe Mendieta <laughs> sent a picture. And I was, a video of I, you was being I was, I was. <laughs> I was really nervous about that, and that was kind of cool, just to kind of talk sports. And I got to talk with my hands, with well, because I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. It was kind of like spur of the moment. Okay. So, I got to I got to do that. That was fun. I would like to do more stuff like that. So. <laughs> um, now that you live in San Antonio, I know you've lived in my favorite place, Laredo. Yeah. You've lived in Corpus. Do you miss Alice? Yes and no. Okay. The yes part I miss because I don't see you guys every day like I used to. And the no part was I think I just kind of couldn't be here anymore. Yeah. I think I kind of grown out of it in a sense. 
I loved I loved being in Corpus. Corpus was fun. Yeah. It's expensive, but it was fun. No. When did you meet Valerie? Actually, we officially started talking December 28th, 2010. On your birthday. Yeah, six years ago. That is so romantic. I remember meeting Val. And, um, oh. It's okay. Okay. I can always tweak that. So then um, I know you proposed to her in San Antonio. Yeah. On a carriage ride. And yeah. I helped pick out the ring. Yeah. And then. Um, do you remember when we went to go pick out the ring? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> and then we had dinner at P.F. Chang's. Do you remember how I, uh, I was a nervous wreck? Yeah, he was very nervous. But I'm glad I got to share that moment. Yeah. That's one moment that I got to share with you. I was nervous. And like I can, I can still remember the day like it was yesterday when I went to propose to her because I had a short day at work. I had specifically set it up to where I'd have the weekend off and like I got out of work early. And so I, I got, I got out at work again. I got out of work like at four o'clock or something and I drove to San Antonio and it was a two hour drive. And when I got there, I had already had the, so I had the, the ring in the box, like in the box and everything. And I had it in the front seat, the whole drive there. And she kept calling, like she was calling me. She's like, where are you? Where are you? Like, it's getting late. Like, we're going to go, are we going to go to dinner? Do we, do you want to stay in? Do we want to go? I'm like, we're going to go to dinner. And she was like, we don't have, we don't have to go. We can just do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to go. And I go, and like I had told her. I had told her before I got there that I was going to wash clothes. Like, I needed clothes. She's like, okay. And I had stuff to get down. And, and when I got to her apartment, she's like, I, she call, I called her. I'm like, hey, I'm just getting here. I'm pulling into the, to the parking lot. She's like, okay, well, let me, I'll help you. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not going to help me. So, like, <laughs> so I, she wanted to help me get my stuff down, right? Because I had a little bit of stuff. And I had her ring in the, the bag, like in the, in the, the you know, the, the everything. And she... And when the minute she said that, and I hung up, and I, I, I told her not to get down, and like I think she ended up getting down anyway. And as like I'm, as as, as I like I'm there, I got the, she, she got, I got it, and like I like stuffed it in underneath my car seat, mm-hmm. so that way she wouldn't see it. And I put the ring in my like that big, pea coat I had at the time because it was really cold. Yeah. So we went, and like I, I brought my stuff in, and like I was just she knew right away something was wrong with me. Like did y'all talk about it before, or like, did you know we she always, was gonna say yes? What if she would have said no? <laughs> I think we joking. had talked about like how serious we were and stuff. I think she had a feeling that it would, it sometime, at some time eventually it would happen, but she just didn't. She didn't know it was coming. She didn't. So like, I was really nervous even when I got there, and like, I gave her a hug, and she's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And she's so we go, and then we go to the restaurant. We went to go eat at, at a Hard Rock Cafe. And we're sitting there, and like I'm really, really quiet. Like I can't, I can't say anything. Like I'm, like I have no words. And she's talking to me, and I'm giving her like simple one-word answers. And like, is she getting pissed off? At this point, she's like, something's wrong. Like she kept asking me, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine." And she's like, "Okay." And then we order our food, and I and I was indecisive about what I wanted to eat. I didn't know what I wanted to eat. She like knew what she wanted. She found something she wanted. And I get my food, and I'm there, and like she's just, like we're talking, and she's she's eating her food, and she's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine." And like I eat my food, and then like, 
I take like five bites and I'm like, I have a, like, and she asked me again, do you want to go home? Like, do you, do you just want to go? Like, cause I told her my stomach hurt. <laughs> I told her my stomach and was my hurting. Stomach hurts, and then like, uh. and then Val like got real like, like, well, let's go home. We'll go rest. If you don't feel good, we don't have to do anything tonight. We'll go to the movies tomorrow. Cause we, I told her we we're going to take her to take her to the movies. Let's take her to the movies. I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We're not doing that. We're going to go do this. We're going to do this. And then we're going to walk around. And she's like, okay. And, and we finished eating and we got like to go boxes and and i had parked like right across the street from the hard rock cafe and i was originally gonna we were just gonna walk around and i was gonna find a spot where there was a lot of christmas lights and i was gonna propose to her and because we and then i saw i thought about like a friend of mine had said why don't you do a carriage ride and like i couldn't find a carriage ride and then the kid she's like look babe there's a carriage ride do you want me to stop it i'm like yes do that i'm gonna go put my put the food away it was and meant I, to be and like as I, I was running as i was running to put the food in the carriage i mean in the, the, the carriage the car <laughs> she's like and i'm thinking to myself i'm like i'm like oh crap this it's it's gonna happen this, this is it this is it this is it like the butterflies like like yeah when you played yeah. sports like that was like <laughs> by a multiply that by a thousand that's where it was at and so we get we get on the carriage ride and we're there talking and she was and like she was just like loving it. She was like, "Oh my god, this is so sweet. This is so cute. I love I've this." I've never been on a carriage. It was like, ride, but it was, I like the horse. Oh, was, she was like, sure. Yeah, she was I like, "I know you posted it." She put so <laughs> she so she so she we took a selfie and she put it on she put it on Facebook and she put it on Instagram. No, not on Instagram. Just on Facebook because and then she put on a romantic carriage ride and I think Zita Ramirez put uh oh like she put that on the reply. She and I was like, okay. So we're going and we're and we're just there talking and I'm making small words and then I found like the perfect moment and I forgot I don't even remember the question it was that she, like we would talked about right before and then and then I just I I asked her and like when I asked her like my lip like quivered <laughs> like <laughs> I was I was nervous and she was just like. I was like, I, I can't for, I won't forget her face. She was like, really, really, baby, yeah, like, like, Aww. it was, yeah, like she was like so excited, and I and like I had the ring like here, and she just like locked eyes on me here, and then I'm like, she's like, yes, yes, and like she's giving me a kiss, and, we're, and then like I'm like, don't you want to look at the ring? Did you like? Do you like the ring? Because I helped picked it out. And my and so when we were picking out the ring, and I told her, I was like, my mom was like, "Well, what does she like?" I go, "I don't know." I know. I was like, like, "You can't go wrong with the diamond." And like the the lady was like, "Well, what what does she wear?" And I go, "I don't know." We wanted something nice. I I like the radiant cut, but even that cut's pretty. Well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, don't that's, lose it. That was. <laughs> don't lose it. That was the first time that that. But that was, that was like I think that was like the. My favorite moments of my life. Yes. Very like, special moment. It was a very, very special moment. that's when you start your next, like your next like chapter I was starting the life. next chapter of my life, yeah. As a family man. Then you had a little girl. Yeah, that and was. And now. And you know what? And, the and Sperminator. We, <laughs> another one. <laughs> one in the oven. We had a lot of, we have, we've had a lot of special moments. And, and that, having Amelia in our lives, it was a big blessing. Yes. But. All right. Well, well, I guess we could save the rest for another day. But I want to tell you as your sister, um, I admire you so much for everything that you do. You've always been a hard worker. Thank you. 
going into Sam Goody as a <laughs> worker and then managing it and taking over GameStop. Yeah. Here. Anyway, you did a, a Sam Goody in Laredo. Yeah, that, I don't like, I like to forget okay, about yeah. that. <laughs> and then, I mean, but a lot of people speak very highly of you, even friends that I've had. That's your brother that worked at GameStop. He hmm. was so helpful. Oh, my God. My kids love him. And uh-huh. like a, a lot of people speak very highly of oh, you. Oh, well, that's nice and to know. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And I hope everything goes well with your podcast. Thanks. And you're able to make something of it. I know yeah. you will because so far it's you're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, and I'm glad I got an interview. Yeah, you, you did it. You asked and asking and you shall receive. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm just well, thank, um, thank you so much for doing it. I appreciate I it. You, I'm, I'm proud of you, too. Turkey. Turkey. Okay, here we go. One more. Snail. <laughs> okay, All okay, right. for real. Okay. Michaels. Home team. Okay. All right. I love you, bro. Love you, too. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a great laugh. It was kind of serious. You found, some, found out some things about me you didn't know. And I hope you enjoyed. I really do hope you enjoyed. Thank you guys for making 2016 one of the best years for me. And or the best, the great, a great, to a great start. Not the best year in podcasting because I just started. But a great start for me in World of World. And I hope that 2017 is just as good, if not even better. I hope that it continues and it takes me to a different place that I wasn't in 2016. And uh, I appreciate everything that you've done. I want to give some shout-outs here. Um, shout-outs to my wife for being so supportive and for allowing me to buy things that I that I needed for this podcast and for supporting me and for letting me go to Austin, for helping me with the Great San Antonio Bash, for sitting there and listening and just smiling at me and telling me she's proud of me and just being so supportive. I couldn't have done it without you. I love you so much, babe. You and Amelia and our future baby are the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. And I mean that with all my heart. My family, my mom, my dad, and my sisters, thank you so much for being supportive and for always being curious about what I'm doing and for sharing or whatever it is that you do. To all my friends who have supported me in the podcast and asking me and wanting to be a guest, I really appreciate it and it's going to happen with some of you. And I look forward to it. To Potter and Family, the group of people all over the world that I met on Twitter, we became friends, we became... We became colleagues, we became, we mentored each other, we helped each other, we've become this unit where I got to meet people like Fear, Nick from the Epic Film Guys, Emily, uh, Mandy, uh, Paul from the Countdown Pod, John, John Medina from the Just John Podcast, PIB Comics, uh, Quadcast, the Quadfather, my buddy, Joey DeCarlo from So Wizard. My second episode too, Joey, you helped me in so many ways. If you're listening to this, thank you so much, man. You were great on episode two. <laughs> um, Saint Diablo for being the the first band that was willing to talk to me. Janet Mona. There's so many people I want to thank, and I, if I missed you, it's not because I did it on purpose. It's it was unintentional. It's just there's so many of you. Um, anybody who was a guest on the show this year thank you so much my dad i love you man you were great uh just i mean i can't name all of you because it's i'm drawing blank but thank you all so much for the support and thank you for the laughs and thank you for being on the show and thank you for supporting the show 
All right, guys, Twitter and Instagram at Raul Santos Jr. You can follow my Facebook page at facebook.com slash world of row. You can give it a like, comment, whatever you want to do. You can email me at royalsjr at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think of me. If you want to be a guest and you're a comedian or something, or comedian, actor, entertainer, musician, whatever it is that you want to do, and you feel like you want to share your personal journey on my show, do it. Email me there. All right, guys, you've been listening to the World of Row for all of 2016. I have appreciated everything you've given me. I'm going to give you all of it back and then some. You've been listening to the World of Row, and stay tuned as the World of Row turns. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a happy new year, and we'll talk to you in 2017.